0: Regenerative Medicine in the United States, the current state and future outlook. By Corey W. Hunter, MD, Assistant Clinical Professor of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation, ICON School of Medicine, Mount Sinai Hospital, Executive Director, Ainsworth Institution of Pain Management, New York, New York. And Yashar Eshragi, MD, Medical Director, Pain Research, Ochsner Health System, University of Queensland, Oxner Medical School, Department of Anesthesiology and Critical Care Medicine, Clinical Assistant Professor, Louisiana State University School of Medicine, New Orleans, Louisiana. Regenerative Medicine, RM, is a widely used term meant to encompass a treatment methodology for disease states ranging from Parkinson's disease and paralysis to autoimmune states, including a utility in pain management. Unlike neuromodulation or regional anesthesia, that have set standards for learning and standardized curriculums within academic institutions and residency programs, regenerative medicine largely relies on individual opinions over fact. Currently, most learn about regenerative medicine at weekend courses or breakout sessions at annual meetings. Despite this extremely limited training, More and more physicians each year refer to themselves as regenerative medicine experts, leaving the general public with no means to tell the difference. Despite this grim state of affairs, regenerative medicine's future is extremely bright with Level 1 data and standardization on the horizon. Broadly speaking, regenerative medicine describes the replacement or regeneration of human cells, tissue, or organs through organic means, to restore, establish, or reestablish normal function. Although many consider William Hasseltine to be the forefather of regenerative medicine, he was the first to ponder its utility at a 1999 conference in Lake Como. The term was initially coined in a 1992 article by Leland Kaiser. Kaiser described emerging treatments and technologies of the time that were poised to have the most significant effects on the field of medicine. The crux of the world's interest in regenerative medicine ever since has centered around its potential utility in the central nervous system, the one area of the body that lacks the ability to repair itself after an injury or insult. Conditions such as Parkinson's and paralysis are well understood and could be easily treated if the neural tissue could correct itself. For example, manufacture dopamine-producing cells in the nigrostriatal pathway or induce neurons to reconnect and make useful connections across a spinal cord injury. Early efforts in regenerative medicine were focused on using embryonic stem cells to accomplish these goals. However, the cells were fragile, difficult to trigger to achieve their goals, more likely to become fibroblasts than neurons, and generally controversial because they were acquired from fetal tissue. Over time, scientists look to stromal stem cells as the next opportunity. Stromal cells are considered more robust, easier to manipulate, and more intuitive. They could be self-harvested, thus eliminating the ethical debate that surrounded embryonic cells. Years later, those cells are commonplace in the field of pain medicine and go by the more recognizable name, mesenchymal stem cells. Although a great deal of research is being conducted on them, their use in pain and orthopedics remains largely unstandardized and, as such, is not covered by any insurance carrier. The concept of platelet-rich plasma, PRP, was initially used by hematologists in the 1970s to describe plasma with a platelet count higher than that of peripheral blood and primarily served as a transfusion product for the treatment of thrombocytopenia. Years later, maxillofacial surgeons began using PRP and platelet-rich fibrin matrix for their procedures such as tooth avulsion or extraction, mucogingival surgery, guided tissue regeneration, or bone filling of periodontal intrabony defects and regeneration of alveolar ridges. Over time, PRP expanded into the field of orthopedics and eventually pain medicine. Initially, physicians billed PRP through insurance for autologous transplant. Unfortunately, PRP became considered experimental because of a lack of standardization and is no longer covered by insurance companies. The fact that regenerative medicine is a cash procedure puts it out of reach for many patients. However, it should not be considered any less credible when used in evidence-based fashion. Fortunately, a number of companies recognize regenerative medicine's utility and are investing hundreds of millions in research money in attempt to standardize the practice and gain insurance coverage to bring the truly remarkable therapy to the masses. Managing intradiscal pain has always been a challenge for pain doctors and spine surgeons alike. Much like the central nervous system, it is a structure that lacks the ability to regenerate itself and often remains pathologic for the remainder of a patient's life. At present, some companies are developing stem cell lines to inject into the nucleus fibrosis of degenerative discs to reverse the deterioration and eliminate the pain. They are currently in phase 3 clinical trials and, if approved, would be available off the shelf for physicians and ideally covered by insurance carriers like a drug or medication. In theory, this treatment would compete with lumbar fusions. The knee is another area of opportunity for regenerative medicine and could change the face of medicine once a viable product is developed. At present, regenerative medicine for the knee is limited to PRP and non-standardized injections of stem cells. Studies on PRP for osteoarthritis, OA, of the knee have been variable, and some showed to be no better than visco supplementation. Stem cell therapy is associated with a wide range of clinical use strategies for knee osteoarthritis. For example, with or without vehicle, with or without scaffold, with or without augmentation. And companies are working to standardize the regenerative medicine treatment algorithm. An experimental cell line called juvenile chondrocytes is currently in a phase 3 clinical trial. It is meant not only to rebuild the lost and degenerative material of the knee, but also combat inflammation within the joint. This would also be an off-the-shelf treatment that physicians can purchase and inject like hyaluronic acid. Another company is taking a different approach by using autologous-derived stem cells from an adipose tissue currently in Phase one clinical trials. Patients will undergo liposuction where adipose tissue is harvested, isolated, and cultured to acquire what is known as the stromal vascular fraction a concentrated supply of mesenchymal stem cells located within adipose tissue. Those cells are expanded and shipped to the physician to inject back into the patient. Amniotic tissue is another potential regenerative product on the market that has shown promise but like PRP and stem cell therapy is cash only. The principle is similar to PRP in that it delivers growth factors directly to an area to trigger the regenerative process. Also like PRP and stem cell therapy, it has yet to be standardized. Regenerative medicine's adoption has been widespread and increasing despite its validity still being under question because of experimental labeling and lack of standardization. However, data are abundant for its use in certain situations, demonstrating its validity for the right indications. As companies continue to work toward gathering level 1 evidence and gaining insurance coverage, overall access will continue to improve and the variability with which it is currently used should lessen.